Good day, everyone. Good morning. Good evening. This is England is Burning, and this is your Manchester City season preview. And I'm by myself today, and hopefully I won't be by myself doing Manchester City content for very long. Hopefully someone out there who is a fan of the Manchester City women's side will want to come along and join me, and we can banter uh, all day or all night long around uh, how the city women are doing. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a contributor to English Burning to speak specifically about Manchester City, please, uh, you can DM me. Uh, you can leave a comment on the video or uh, send us uh, send us any type of message to let us know that you're interested. And I'll be happy to have you, happy to talk with you if you have a really uh, burning interest in Manchester City women. But this is the Manchester City women preview, and I'm going to do it on my own, which means it may actually be a little bit shorter, and some of y'all may like that. Yesterday, we did Chelsea with Rob Prattley from the CFCW Social. We talked about Chelsea and their uh, title defense and, and also some stuff around the WSL uh, altogether. We also had Mark from the now Manchester United Women's Supporters Club, he used to be the Barmy Army. He was on to give a preview for Manchester United women. Uh, and then uh, several days ago, we had uh, Josh on from the Islington Gazette to talk about Arsenal women. And and uh, those are all of our preview shows. This is the last one that we're going to be doing for Manchester City. So what we're going to do or what I'm going to do to talk with you about this is to start off with the transfers. Now, if you haven't watched the other videos this week, what I will say to you is, is that there's a reason why I don't like to cover the transfer window as it's going. And the transfer window is actually closing as we speak today, uh, as, we're, as this video is being recorded. So what what I want to say to the transfer window is this, is that um, being a part of the, the new social media in regards to women's football, I don't want to blow anything up. I don't want to be aggregating news. I don't want to be aggregating rumors and things like that, or trying to break stories and things like that, or transfers and the roller coaster that it is. I prefer to kind of be a spectator to that. I prefer to kind of look at the squads at the end of the day and see how they overall they've done their business and not try to, you know, theorize or, or anything like that around what the business has been done so far and what needs to happen. We are at the start of the season now. The the teams are pretty well close to being set unless something happens today uh, for all these clubs. So I want to talk about first Manchester City's transfer window so far. Now there is a little bit of time left and it's possible that they could add or uh, move out a few players. But I want to first talk about Manchester City's incomings because I think that there is some positive positivity obviously there. So first off, you know, I'm going to just run down the list and then I'm going to comment on it. So we got as an incoming to City, we have Ruby Mace from Arsenal, Bunny Shaw forward from Bordeaux, Vicky Losada from Barcelona, Haley Rasso from Everton, and Alana Kennedy from Tottenham. Now, I I say that we know or we knew going into the transfer window that Manchester City had some some holes that they were going to need to fill. And we'll get to the outgoings in a moment. But we also know that one of the problems that Manchester City had throughout the season that really uh, hurt them in key matches during the season, which I think kept them from actually really winning the title last season, was the ability to not 
to it's not about creating the chances because we know that given the way City's offense runs, they create a whole ton of, can, of chances. But it's converting those chances and converting those chances in the key moments, uh, in key games against opponents that are equal to them or slightly better to them. Case in point was that two to two draw last season against Chelsea. They created chances, especially near the end. They just didn't convert them. And yeah, there was that wonder save uh, that was made at the end, uh, you know, to keep that draw a draw, but they didn't convert their chances. So what Manchester City really needed to be able to do was to shore up playmakers, but also shore up the their striking capacity. And so with Bunny Shaw, that was the intent to have someone that scores goals. I mean, just simply that they, someone that uh, can be that presence as a, as a uh, center forward, advanced forward, maybe even a pressing forward in their system to be able to get those uh, crosses in that come in from a likes of a Greenwood or a Chloe Kelly or, or others that are on the pitch to convert that into that chance into a solid goal. And I think that Bunny Shaw does bring the capacity, the ability and the strength mindset to do it. I think there's no doubt about that. So that was an excellent move there. Another excellent move was Vicky Lozada from Barcelona. Now, I think in as much as what she brings on the pitch as far as a player presence, but I also think a mentality is also important as far as tactics. Remember back when Barcelona rolled Manchester City in the first leg of the Champions League uh, tie that they had, uh, one of the things I, I mentioned, and maybe I wasn't clear in mentioning it, was I think, uh, you know, it was kind of like the teacher teaching the student in terms of tactics. Barcelona and their tactics you know, they have honed those tactics over the course of decades and their women's team played those tactics out to the nth degree and to their maximum potential. And because of that, um, they were they were extremely successful and they went on to be Champions League winners with that type of uh, tactical strategy. Manchester City also comes from that school as it was passed down from Pep Guardiola, who basically runs the whole tactical setup with every aspect of that team. I wouldn't say necessarily runs it, but but since he's the he's the primary manager, his ideas, his strategies, his tactics have been trickled down and passed down to other coaches within the organization. And that includes Garrett Taylor. Garrett Taylor uh, used to coach the U squad, which was also using those tactics. They still do. And then he Gareth, when he came over to the women's side, he installed those tactics. Now, first year jitters, first year trying a new system was probably a little bit difficult. But one of the problems with that tactical system is if you don't have, uh, you run into trouble when you face teams that are equal or stronger than you, when you don't have a solid center forward in order to be able to convert those opportunities that are going to come into goals. Now, Barcelona had that. Now, uh, with Vicky Losada, I'm not saying that she's going to be coming out there and scoring 20 goals and winning the golden boot. No, that's not what she's going to do. Um, what she is going to do is, is that because of where she sits on the field as a midfielder, she's going to, you in that system, you need someone who is tactically 
astute in this strategy in order to be able to command the midfield and to be part of that playmaking uh, apparatus that that happens in this particular tactic. Uh, and Vicky Lozada being a very experienced, very talented, very strong player does that for Manchester City. So that actually was a coup for them to have someone from the Barcelona setup to come into Manchester City and be able to provide an anchor for those tactics on the pitch uh, that is so familiar with this tactical style that, you know, she may not have a whole lot of need to have a lot of time in order to get used to the to the plans because she knows them very very well um, being a part of the barcelona setup uh interesting choices uh Haley rasso and alana kennedy were interesting choices interesting add-ons uh to bring in so probably some much needed depth because of you know injuries and and, and things that have been happening on at least the midfield and the defensive side uh, that have happened because we need to get to the outgoings and the outgoings are really important to really look at so the outgoings include sam Mewis went back to the NWSL, um, Rose Lavelle went to OL Reign. Um, she really didn't meet her potential. Rose Lavelle is one of my favorite players, and, and I really was hoping that she would do much better than she did for uh, Manchester City. She did contribute, yes, but did not contribute to the level that I was hoping for. Sam Ewis, on the other hand, did, um, you know, did in many ways, have much better production than Rose Lavelle, in my opinion, and was really a strong player. She will be missed. Rose Lavelle, I think, will be missed as well, but not to the same degree. Gemma Bonner, not a surprise. Megan Campbell uh, was not much of a surprise. Alfie, Alfie Manning uh, going to Manchester United. Yeah, it's always a surprise when someone goes from City to United and United to City. Uh, it is a surprise. Uh, League One men uh, went to Brighton and Tyler Tolan with the Celtic. And another key loss, and I think this is going to be a really critical loss. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. I thought Abby Dahlkamper was going to stay with Manchester City. But at the end of the day, she went back to the NWSL. Um, and that's a really key loss because... Right now, given the the current injury status of Lucy Bronze, who had successful surgery a couple weeks back, I believe, um, she's got some recovery period. That back line is really not strong. And so here at the end of the day, and this is just my opinion, and and is that with, given the outgoings, the incomings, and the current injuries in place, Ellen White's currently out with an injury. Uh, we also know that Chloe, uh, Chloe Kelly is success is hopefully successfully recovering from from her injury that she stained at the end of last season. Uh, Lucy Bronze is recovering from surgery losses. Uh, you know, as far as outgoings, I'm I don't believe that Manchester City has in all of its incomings shored up the outgoings. And I don't think with their transfer business so far, they've actually made their team stronger overall. Um, and the reason why I say that is, yeah, Bunny Shaw is absolutely what Manchester City needs. Absolutely. They need a top goal scorer, but they need more than one. Manchester City needs more than one. They can't rely just on one center forward to be able to to, to – uh, you know, create those chances. There's too much congestion as far as fixtures and things like that with the Champions League and with uh, other cup competitions and the WSL schedule. Need more than than just one. Um, 
getting only a one additional midfielder. Yes, Vicky Lasada is a great midfielder. Great, great incoming there. But they need more than that. I just don't think that Manchester City has done enough business to move forward. I think they've done enough business in context with everything else that's going on with the squad. In context uh, with how the other WSL sides have improved during the summer in terms of their incomings and outgoings and growth. I just don't see that Manchester City has moved forward forward what i do see is a team that's pretty much about as far as what they have right now today as of september one pretty much they're at the same level putting out on the field if not a step backwards than they did at the end of last season and that's because of the of the outgoings current injury status and not filling all the slots that really needed to be filled i think from incomings coming in so and then you have squads like Arsenal, Everton, Leicester, for example. Now Leicester is a, is a new coming team and so forth. You have the business that they have done, which have improved their squads tremendously. Arsenal, I believe, has in there with their incomings, even though they lost Van der Donk, but the incomings of Uwabuchi, for example, that's... They've done so good in terms of their business is concerned. They've improved their squad. Most of the sides in the WSL have improved their squads during the summer. I don't believe Manchester City has overall in the context of their setup. So I have concerns there in terms of their current setup right now as it stands as the season opens uh, coming up this weekend. Um, so with that being said, Let's take a look in terms of the setup, in terms of the fixtures, and what to expect. Now, in some of the other um, videos and things like that, I've mentioned about whether or not when there are going to be any significant tactical changes. At this point, I would say no to any sort of significant, um, you know, changes or anything like that that may be happening, I would say no to those things. Uh, I don't think those changes are going to take place um, at this uh, at this time. Um, because I think that the setup as far as tactically is concerned, the setup overall in terms of what the, the squad want to do, what the squad need to do um, moving forward it is I think there is going to be another season of the sort of, and, I, and, I don't, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I think it's another season of growing pains in terms of installing that tactical strategy, um, being able to implement that tactical strategy on a game-to-day basis, players becoming more used to it, the incomings becoming more used to it outside of Lasada. Um, and, you know, I think one more year in the system is going to be very helpful. Uh, and it may improve their ability to convert those chances. Uh, and, and, and the hope is that will be the case. I expect no significant tactical changes at all, period. I don't expect any um, at this point. The, the players are going to play in this system. The system is going to stay the same. I don't see how it's really going to change um, at this point. Uh, I do not think um, that Gareth is 
experienced enough to really make any significant uh, tactical shifts uh, for his, for any squad at this point. I'm not saying that to to bash Gareth at all. What I'm saying though is just that you know he's um, you know he's married into the into the system, and he's going to continue with that system. That's the system that's trickle down from everywhere uh, or laterally from uh, other parts of the of the the setup and it's a setup that's been that works hopefully that with bunny in place bunny shaw in place that you know there will be that true uh converter right the true converter there that will that will be able to convert those opportunities um and going forward now as we enter today um they uh in the first leg of the Champions League's uh, qualifying round, second qualifying round against Real Madrid, City drew uh, one to one. Um, and in looking at what happened, let me see here. Let's see. All right. Yeah. And then City lined up in that match in a four three three. So we do have a bit of a preview. And now another in another out. Um, not an outgoing, but another player that was out was uh, Ellie Roebuck uh, in the goal. Uh, so, but she was replaced uh, by Carmia Benmir uh, in in goal. But the setup was a four three three as we expected tactically. Uh, we had SMA Morgan on the right. We had uh, Steph Houghton in the uh, center of defense. Uh, Alex Greenwood in the center of defense. Mark that down. Uh, and we had Demi Stokes, uh, you know, on the left, the midfield of Laura Coombs, Vicky Lasada right there in the middle, as expected, uh, and Caroline Weir on the, you know, in sort of the left wing there uh, or left midfield. Uh, and then the front three of Jamie Becky, uh, Bunny Shaw, and then Lauren Hemp. Now, that's a really strong lineup, no doubt about it. That's a really strong lineup. Uh, but you see you have players, um, you have had a couple of situations where, um, you know, you got new players in there playing in, in a, you know, on a new team for the first time. So, yeah, you would expect um, and so forth. So, uh, Carolina Weir scores in the 47th minute for um, City's goal, uh, but then uh, Madrid, Real Madrid, evens the tie-up late um late in the match to make it one all the second leg of the tie is going to be uh coming up next wednesday uh and that will be at home uh so but hey key one one draw you got the goal away from home uh and so forth hey can't can't really now real madrid i you know a lot of you obviously real madrid is real madrid you see their name it's like oh okay but you know real, but bear in mind real madrid's women's program uh is is a really late comer into this uh but they're building really fast and because it's real madrid you know, uh, Real Madrid is Real Madrid. So, but they're not at the level, uh, you know, certainly not at the level of, of, um, you know, best in Spain as of yet, but they're, they're rapidly getting there. So that leads Manchester City into their first WSL match coming up on Saturday away from home against guess who Everton. <laughs> now you go into the, you know, this, it's just starting out strong, you know, for city, you know, to start the, the season, you know, you start the season with a, 
you're right in the Champions League second round qualifying against Real Madrid, home and away, uh, and then you got to roll up uh, in the middle of that against Everton. I mean, it's that's a uh, you know, hey, you might as well just go ahead and get challenged early. And Everton's going to provide a massive challenge. Everton, I firmly believe, is one of the the teams that have significantly improved. Now, one of the things that was mentioned uh, in the the video with uh, with Rob Pratley with Chelsea was that maybe Everton has changed too much. There's too much turnover, too many, you know, with a, it might be a chemistry issue, might take them a while to get their feet under them and so forth. That's a possibility, but I really uh, am a very, uh, I admire Everton's business. I think they're trying to push forward. I admire Arsenal's business, definitely trying to push forward. Uh, and I admire Leicester City's business. I mean, the throws three t- squads. So they faced a really, and Everton was really dif- a difficult beat last season. Remember the game, uh, you know, where uh, the game last season? Uh, the last time that that city placed uh, Everton, I believe it took an 80, like a goal in the 85th minute to get a one nil out of there. Um, you know, and they just, you know, Manchester city kept trying and trying and trying and trying. So we're going to see firsthand in the very first game, Everton, they're going to be stout. They're going to be resolute. They're going to, to, you know, they're going to be this, their first game. It's going to be at home. They're going to have the fans in the stands. So it's a huge, huge game for both sides. But, you know, and it's going to be huge for Manchester City, huge for Everton. But with the fans in the stands uh, in, in at Everton uh, with a stout, resolute, improved squad, uh, they're, they're going to have something to prove. Everton are going to want to put a marker down very first game of the season. And City just happens to be the team that comes rolling up in there. And and I, I honestly, you know, I don't the squad right now. I don't think City's as strong right now today as they were at the end of the season last season. Uh, and that's because of the incomings, outgoings and injuries. Um, put that together. You know, I don't think they're as strong. So it's going to be a really tough matchup. But one key thing is that City has something that didn't have one year ago uh, or six, even four months ago center forward that really has a long established pattern history of converting uh, opportunities into goals. So that's going to be a very interesting match coming up. But then after, right after that home to Real uh, home against Real Madrid in the second leg, then home to Tottenham and then another key match early away to Arsenal. That's going to be that I'm um, circle that one circle Arsenal. That's going to be huge. And here's why. Arsenal, like I said, I think they've, they've really improved their team. They're really strong. New coach. Uh, all of those things. I think things got a little bit stale over there. A uh, lot, of, lot of inside stuff going on over there. I think a lot of positivity has come in. A lot of optimism has come in on the side. Uh, and with their incomings, I mean, Iwabuchi already has made a really strong start. Um, and... Um, and you'll be hitting, you know, Arsenal, you know, as they're rolling. They've been doing the Champions League qualifications and they were getting into the league. So Arsenal, uh, barring injury, that's what kind of hurt them last season at the early start. Barring that, that's going to be a tough match. It's going to be another test. So and that brings me to another point. The WSL so far this season, I mean, you go into this season, it's going to be the best it's ever been. You thought last year was good. This year is going to even be better. Why? Because most Everybody from top to bottom, most all clubs improved over the summer. That 
gap between, you know, now I, I really think there's a top three, clearly. We'll get to that in a minute. But then four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, they're gonna be much more bunched together. And it's gonna be a a, a literal dogfight for four, five, six, seven, eight. Those middle squads, those middle table squads have gotten better. You have Lester who clearly wants to make an impact quickly with their business rolling in there. They put a marker down all the way with the FA Cup, you know, back in May, um, you know, by advancing past United. So they want to, you know, they're excited. They want to jump in. They want to make an impact. And I think they're going to. You know, I think they're going to make an impact. So top to bottom, the league has improved. So it, you may not see those matches where a Chelsea or a City or an Arsenal roll people week to week to week to week 5-1. You're not going to see that as much this season. The teams have improved. I can't tell you who I think is going to get relegated. So let's get to my predictions. I'm going to stick with my predictions. So sorry, City fans. I don't think City is going to win the league. Okay, Are they going to be competitive for the league? Definitely. No doubt. No doubt. They're going to be competitive for the league. I think it's going to be, you know, it was close last year. It's going to be close this year. Uh, with that, Do I think they're going to be two points behind? I think they're going to be more than two points behind. But number one, clearly still Chelsea. I don't see any reason. At this point in time, I mean, I know there are some fans out there like, well, they didn't do enough business to improve. They didn't do enough business to really stay pat. But you remember how strong they are. Remember how their depth, remember their attack. I mean, Chelsea is going for different trophies. Uh, They're on a different level. Uh, They're number one. I really do think Arsenal is number two. And the reason why I think Arsenal is number two and City is number three is this reason. The reason is this, is that Arsenal has improved significantly and have a lot of optimism, a lot of positivity. Uh, I think they they got a really decent setup going up there. They've really improved. And I think Manchester City, I think given where they are right now, they're taking a small step back. And that's enough of a step back to put Arsenal in second and City in third. Is it going to be close? Yes, no doubt about it. They are clearly the top three. There is a clear difference there. Now, four, five, and six, you know, four, five, and six, I will say this, is um, I'm going to say that um, I'm going to say four is going to be um, Everton, five, Leicester, six, United. Why? Because of the business that's been done. Yeah, because the business has been done. They're going to be solid. They're going to be strong um, and um, and so forth. So with that being said, Chelsea, Arsenal, City, Everton, Leicester, United. Those are the top six. And, of course, I don't gamble because why? Because my predictions don't usually come true. So, but that's what I pick. Those are my picks. And I can't tell you, um, I can't tell you uh, who I think is going to get relegated. Why? Because I think everyone's improved. I think we got to wait to see what happens on the pitch before we can say, oh, well, you know, poor Birmingham or poor Tottenham or whatever. Uh, Aston Villa, I mean, uh, you know, 
you got Carla War moving moving over there over to uh, I think it was Villa. I mean, come on. I mean, the the teams have improved. I mean, it, they really have. So it's really hard to say. So the the gap between four, five, six, and seven is going to be closer to three than it was last year. Uh, it was close. It was close last year, but I think it's going to be a little bit closer too. But really, it's going to be scrunched up. Four, five, six, seven, and eight are going to be really scrunched up together. So, I mean, I could see United jumping the fourth. I could see Leicester in seventh uh, and so forth. But I really think at the end of the day, Everton four, Leicester five, United six, because I think United hasn't done enough business either. Uh, and I've made that, you know, uh, they've made some really, they've made some good signings, but I don't. I think they're gonna. They're gonna have. They're going to have a dose of reality, and step a little bit backwards, a little bit before they get gear itself back up again. I think next year is going to be better than this year. But as far as City is concerned, don't get me wrong. City is a very, very, very strong side. Are they at the level of Chelsea? No. Is Arsenal a little bit better right now today? Yes, I do. That may change, but I do think that. All right, y'all. I got to go. So I will see you next week when we uh, do uh, uh, do a talk on Everton uh, next week. But until then, please uh, smash a like, uh, share the video, uh, share with your friends, and let me know if you out there, City fans, you want to come on this show, you want to banter with me about City, let me know. DM me. You see the Twitter handle down there? You, that's where you can find me. All right. Have a good one, y'all. Take care and I will see you later. Take care of yourselves out there.